your Savior comes. On February 17th, as we know from our Phoenix News, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia. And for 294 days, she was incarcerated and wanted someone to come save her. There are a lot of bad situations in life, but being locked up in a Russian prison has to be one of the worst. So you can imagine really wanting someone to come and turning to some, who has power to actually help her. And praise God for her own sake that she's now back. You know, people at the time of Jesus wanted a savior to come in and to face the Roman occupiers. Someone who could throw them out. Someone who had power and might and perhaps to establish a Jewish kingdom. And so they called upon the one that had the power to do that. God. God is the only one with the power to do that. And God responds. Yet he came in a way, his response was in a way that was different than what they were expecting. He didn't come in with armies and horses. But God's response was an innocent, vulnerable, humble little baby. And so for many people, they, they missed it. Some people even resented it. Like, God, we, we wanted you to actually listen to us and answer us the way we wanted you to answer, which is really always the call of the human heart, right? I always want authorities and powers to do and say what I want them to do and say. But God shows us that he doesn't work that way. That he doesn't come and magically change the situation. He doesn't come to rescue us in the way that I, I want to be rescued. But he comes instead to enter into our darkness, enter into our humble and lowly circumstances, and let us know that we're not alone. That God's response to saving, for example, Jesus' response to the equivalent today would be for Jesus to show up in Russia with Brittany Griner and just join her in her cell. To let her know that she's not alone, but not take her, pull her from that situation. I mean, God can do that when God pulled the Israelites out of Egypt. So God, God does have the power to magically change things. It's not magic, but he just can change things. But it also means that because God has the power to do that, that if he doesn't do that, that this God who is perfectly good, perfectly loving, that somehow if God doesn't change my circumstances, that somehow he's got a better plan. That perhaps the situation in which I find myself, as much as I don't like it, perhaps is exactly what's best for me. There was another prisoner a few years ago in Russia named Father Walter Chizik, and he wrote a book called He Leadeth Me, 
which kind of tells you the punchline to the story, by the way, right? He was locked up for 23 years in this Russian prison, in this work camp. And he kept asking, like, God, get me out of here so that I can go, like, serve your people and do these good things. God, answer my prayer. And then one day he realized, this is kind of a, a paraphrase from his book, he realized, well, hold on a second. Nothing could exist that did not exist with God's, without God's permission. That somehow everything that's happening is allowed by God. But yet God is the one in Romans 8.28 says he works all things for good. That somehow even this, that God will work for good. And if so if God is allowing this, if God is choosing this, if you will, then, then why don't I choose this? And so Father Walter in that moment realized, okay, if God is willing this for me, then he says, okay, God, I choose this also. And he said he felt this unexplainable peace just descend over him and remain with him. That he knew that, that God was not only just allowing this stuff to happen, but that God was with him. That God was with him in that dark cell and that God was working all things for good. Jesus comes in a way that is gentle and peaceful, non-threatening, showing us we have, we have nothing to fear from our God. And our God, just as a baby, invites us to open up our arms. Father Will was telling me he was at um, somebody's house this past week, and they have like an 18-month-old. And the mom and dad were like busy with the kids and making dinner, and this 18-month-old is like, all right, looks up at Father Will and just says, doesn't say anything, just looks at Father Will and goes. <laughs> and so Father Will does the response you're supposed to do, like, come here, you know, and like, like there's something inviting. And in a similar way, God invites us to do that to his presence, to his will. To say, God, I don't, I feel like sometimes your will and what you're doing doesn't feel good. And yet, I accept it. I, I embrace it. And, and when I do that, it changes things. That, that rather than spending my energy trying to change his will, that when I accept it, there comes this peace. You know, as, as I reflect on this year, and um, many of us here have unfortunately lost people we care about. And... I don't need to bring it up because on a day like today, we feel that, we feel that sadness more than on other days. For, for all of us in our diocese, we experienced a loss this week, whether you know it or not. Um, yesterday morning, a young priest, 37 years old, who had spent time in Flagstaff, uh, died after a battle with cancer, Father Scott Sperry. And that's sad, and yet, it's, it's, it, it feels, every death feels wrong, doesn't it? Like, God, how could you allow somebody so good and such a blessing to me to be taken? But the reality is that every one of us will face that day. And Jesus shows us this day that 
that he who chooses the wood of the manger also chooses the wood of the cross so that from our most vulnerable helplessness in life to our suffering and death one day, that we never have to face anything alone, that our God chooses out of love, that, he, that God is not just, God doesn't just love us in theory, in an abstract kind of way, but Jesus comes to get into the mess with us and into the pain with us so that we would never have to face it alone. And as I accept him, as I say, Lord, this is not necessarily my first choice, but knowing that you're with me, so be it. That it brings a peace, a love, and even a joy that we can't find anything else. That, that the beauty of the incarnation is that you and I are not alone. And that every suffering and difficulty, every darkness we face in life, we don't do it alone. And that God has a plan to bring incredible good from it. I, some of you may know I've been taking some counseling classes. Well, I, I'm in counseling, yes. And, uh, but I'm also taking counseling classes uh, to help people. And the, the current book I'm reading right now is talking about how, as a counselor, you're taught what, what people need is not someone to come in and rescue them. It, it's actually kind of a condescending act, and it actually leaves them powerless and dependent on others still. That it kind of, to rescue someone, even though sometimes we want a rescuer, it actually perpetuates brokenness. Instead, what this book is teaching me is something that we already know and Jesus shows us, is that when a compassionate, empathetic person comes and sits with us and lets us know that we're not alone, that we are loved unconditionally, that it actually facilitates healing within us. It actually liberates me. It actually empowers me to be able to move forward in my life in a way that's good. So today we, we, cel we, we celebrate, we remember that, that Christ our Savior comes. And even, even the word salvation comes from the word salve, which means to heal. What is the healing that we need? That as much as we desire physical healing or psychological healing, that perhaps the deepest kind of healing that we need is to know that, that God has not forgotten us. That, that, I, that my pain is not in vain, that I am not alone, and that God's going to work good from this situation. And every time we come to Mass and we draw close to this altar, that we encounter that same Jesus Christ who comes in a way that's small and vulnerable and who invites us to reach out and to embrace him and to take him within us and be reminded that we are not alone. And that at every Mass, we're reminded that, that God, yes, came 2,000 years ago, and God will come again on the last day, but that, that God comes here in this Mass to remind me that he wants to be with me wherever I'm at, whatever darkness or difficulties I'm facing, to bring his light and his peace
and his strength. So that I might know that the consolation, the liberation, the power, the gentleness, the unconditional love of God here with me now coming to save me.